Touch the World Radio Show, Season 2 of the Out of the Box Podcast Edition. I am your host, Jay Got Soul. You are tuned in to Season 2, Episode 2 of the Out of the Box Podcast. Thank you to those of you that support this show. And if you're watching or listening to this segment, I would like to ask you all to share this broadcast so we can reach as many people as possible. With that said, let us have a word of prayer. Dear God, thank you for another opportunity to share in the studio with our guest, Set Diversifier. God, we are grateful for the opportunity to share with the people. We ask that you allow us to speak to someone who needs to hear this show. God, we ask that you keep us covered in your protection. Amen. All right, now let's get into the Mind Your Future with the Past in Mind segment. Last week, we launched our first collaborations event, which was hosted in Lamert Park. This event was curated to put black excellence in motion. We did just that. The collaborations event was produced, co-produced by Lady Eva J, Judy Barksdale, and Rare Breed, as well as myself. We want to take the time to thank everybody that came out to this event, from performers to guests. This week, I mean, yeah, this week be on the lookout for our announcement for the second event, which will be in October, and we hope to see you all there. All right, you guys, so tonight's topic is set the tone. Our guest this evening is a dope spoken word artist who will have you in deep thought. I'm excited to catch up with him to discuss his journey with you all. So Touch the World family, help me welcome our guest this evening, Set the Versifier. What up, what up, what up? All right, all right, all right. So look, um, we just want to get to know you a little bit. So uh, can you first tell us where you grew up and where you from? Yeah, uh, you mind if I, you know, tell the people the poem first, you know? Oh, go uh, ahead. Open this up. You know, Open uh, this up. I usually uh, introduce myself with my intro, so. Um, what's the deal, y'all? My name is Seth Diversifier, and I'm here to diversify the way that you've been trained to think. You're here to tell you a vivid story with words so simple, you might miss it if you blink, but peep. Yeah, I'm a poetical savage at articulate and lavish, so close your eyes, sit back, relax, and just imagine. I'll be a man holier than Mount Zion. Depicted in the text of hieroglyphs, my melanin be the gold the world can't seem to take its eye off of. I'm high off love and the culture have my reverence. Your praise be to my ancestors, their prayers have bared fruit into the existence of my presence and the thought of a queen who could bear my seed is the greatest of presents. Silk be the material of my linen and better than of all the pleasantries. If I don't let this light shine, I'll be damned and it'll be my biggest regret if, if I don't show you, I just want you to see the beauty in your soul and for you to know that it's heaven sent. 
Ashe. Yeah, yeah, and so uh, I think that's a cool introduction of uh, me a little bit. Mm. Um, I, I'm a poet. Mm. I'm from Inglewood. Mm. And then uh, what else did you ask before I started the poem? Where'd you grow up? Yeah, yeah. So I grew up in Inglewood. Um, I grew up in the avenues uh, over there on like Century and Crenshaw around the area. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I've been there my whole life. Uh, plan on getting buried in the cemetery in Inglewood, so I'm planning on leaving. Yeah. And, uh Oh. Okay, so who is Set the Versifier? Um, you know, Set the Versifier, uh, he's just a, you know, a black dude, a poet, mm-hmm. uh, talking to his people, mm-hmm. um, telling them about their blackness and, you know, how beautiful it is. Yeah. Uh, you know, Set, uh, the name, it comes from, uh, it's the Egyptian god of chaos. Mm. Uh, his name is Set. Um, and so I just want everything that I do to be rooted in blackness and for it to reflect the community and, um, you know, touch the people in a way where it touched me. Yeah. You know, and so um, I try not to um, really perform to the people as much as I try to talk to them. Mm. Um, you know, I be trying to talk to the people. Yeah. And so um, I really don't know how to, you know, tell you, uh, you know, who said the versifier is. I could describe you, uh, you know, what we'll, we'll put them together, but... uh you know who he is you know it, it'd be pretty tough to pinpoint okay yeah. tell us tell us that then tell us how what puts set diversifier together um well you know it's just a a knowledge and the history of like uh, interacting with the people i guess mm. um you know uh growing up in inglewood uh being in that community and um seeing the things that i saw you know uh being from over there and then um being in a my school setting i know we talk about schools later but uh mm-hmm. a lot of the times um i went to all black schools and so being cultivated in the space of blackness mm-hmm. um but at the same time you know uh living in the city that i was living in you know it gives you like a, a dual perspective of like life and like what really be going on and like how to operate um yeah. and so you know seeing all that stuff and then like knowing like the um the history and the traditions of blackness and like seeing like how our community is like uh you know, um, it's not at the pinnacle of the standard of what it could be because, uh, you know, people, they haven't really uh, been taught about, you know, how to become that. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, when you got to figure it out, it'd be tough to figure it out. Right. Uh, and so for people to consistently do that, you know, you got to teach them to do that. Like, it got to be ingrained in, like, how you, like, raise the kids. You know, yeah. it got to, that, that's what culture is, like, tradition and stuff. Mm-hmm. And so, uh I see some of the things that like we lack in from our culture and tradition and like being raised in the community that like focuses on like the history like you learn some of the culture and tradition and so yeah. being able to see like what's lacking in like uh where we come from and like how to articulate it to the people I think uh that's what pieces uh you know set the versifier together is that um you know just someone who want to talk to the people because we missing some stuff and I think y'all need to know. Yeah. yeah. I, I appreciate that because that's part of the reason why I started doing what I was doing. Um, I started writing back in 2017 articles about the history of how we got to this place. And so I'm about the finance part because I think that there's a lot of knowledge missing. You know what I'm saying? Like we are as a community, you'll see a bunch of people buying a whole bunch of Jordans, but you're not financially stable. Yeah. That's a lot of money to be spending on some shoes. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So um, when I seen you at uh, at the 
where did I see you at? At King Q's event. Yeah, the Taco Tuesday. Yeah. I was like, yo, this is, like, you spoke to what I'm doing. Yeah. But it was in a different way. So I'm like, yo, this is crazy. You know, you need to be in front of the people. This is like somebody you want to, like, hey, go tell them. <laughs> like, tell them what, what they need to hear. Yeah, you know, uh, we be talking about black dollars over here, too, man, and uh, circulating in the community. And so... Yeah. Uh, you know that that's what I appreciate is that uh, the people they be receptive to what I be telling them and I know that they be receptive to it because uh, I know what, what I'm telling them you know they speak to everybody because we all on that you feel me trying right. to be better in our own lane you just got to figure out what your lane is and uh, I think uh, I forgot what you said when you opened up but I was going to tell you I, I think you said something about your, your purpose uh, mm. and um, I think we all got to figure it out and once you figure it out uh it make it easy to exist because uh, I think my purpose is just be talking to the people. Mm. And so, you know, um, you know, it don't really take me nothing to do that, you yeah. know, come out here and talk to y'all. Right. So I think it's the same with you. Once you, you know, you realize that your avenue is the, the black dollars, all you got to do is, you know, yeah. keep that in constant mind and keep it in motion as you live life and, you know, you operate in a way where it's just going to be fluid. Facts. Yeah. All right. So um, what schools did you attend? Uh, what you know? Where I went to high school at? Uh, I went to Sarah High School. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we we realized we got that uh that Cavalier and that's that all hell. Um, and so before that, uh, I went to a school uh Inglewood called Class Culture and Language Academy of Success. Um, uh, I went to Warren Lane for a little bit. Mm. Uh, I went to Marcus Garvey for a little bit. Mm. Um, and so I think that's my rundown of the schools. You know, uh, but. One of the schools that stuck out to me the most probably was a uh, class, the school that it was right across the street from uh, Inglewood High, which was a charter school. So, mm. um, you know, they didn't have too much funding, but uh, you know, they taught us a lot about blackness. Oh. Um, yeah, they our, our whole curriculum was centered around that, like the history, the the science, the mathematics of it all. You know, it was all catered to blackness, mm. um, our conduct and everything. And so, uh, being like that every day, it puts you in the mindset of you know the, the people. Right, right. No, that's important. At least having some level of uh, education in that because um, majority of the schools I went to was mixed. But when I got to college, I finally got a chance to go to an HBCU, and that was a whole different experience. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it's the rich. Like, you feel everything when you're there. Yeah. Like, you feel the oppression. You feel, like, I used to say this is devil's playland because I felt what was going on before, but I didn't know that's what I was feeling. Yeah. You know, and we were just kind of, like, acting out what was going on before. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So, so much deep in, uh, you know, rich history there. Yeah, and uh, for college, uh, I went to Dominguez, and so uh, I've been in L.A. my whole life. Um, nice. But I understand what you're saying. Like, you know, you've been able to feel that because uh, you said at first you didn't know what you was feeling because you was feeling it alone. Yeah. Um, when you're in the community and you feel it and you start to see how everybody react to the same thing, you know, it lets you know that one, like your feelings, they, they affirm, you know, they're right. right and you're feeling that way. And also, uh, this is what that feeling is and this is how we get over it because everybody feeling like that and so we can use each other to, you know, build from it. Facts. And I think that's the most important thing about uh, any black space, uh, including uh, HBCU, is that the community is there. Yeah. Um, I think, like uh, Dominguez, they used to say uh, was like the HBCU the West, but that was like mm. 2006 because you know the population was so black that okay. everywhere you go is black people, you know. Yeah. Um, and so I think if you're in a space like that, they feel the same type of energy, but now you know the population of black people are probably like less than 10%. Mm. And so mm. now when you're going through things in the community, uh, you don't have that same support, you don't have that same feeling, and you're feeling it alone. Yeah. And so I think uh, that you know all of our uh, 
kids, our youth should look into going to HBCUs, you know, yeah. so that that way they could be around the community and, uh, yep. you know, have that feeling. Right, right. Okay, so let's get into my favorite part. Um, how did we meet? And I talked about it a little bit, but how? what do you remember about our first meeting? <laughs> uh, our first meeting uh, was at the taco night, right? Yep. Uh, my father was laughing at uh, <laughs> one of the comments on the uh, the live. He said, uh, HBCU over everything. He hey. said, Cali could never. Rude, <laughs> <laughs> uh, rude to the dog. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, uh, we met at the taco Tuesday, and I think... Um, you know, I saw you vending your material, uh, and you know that's what stuck out to me first was uh, the the material on the table and uh, its message that it had. Mm. Um, Black money matters. Um, and then after we talked about that, I think uh, we had just connected on the level of blackness. Yeah. Uh, you know, um, and then from there, you know, anybody who you talk to who's on that level of blackness, you know, we we gonna want to build the community because we community based. Right. And so I think it just went from there. You know. Um, Went out there, had some tacos, chopped it up, and, yeah, uh, yeah. you know, now yeah. we're here. I remember um, just seeing, like, first of all, your aura says something before I you, you can meet you, you know, because yeah. I remember uh, you were just sitting around. We were setting up. You was just sitting around peeping. And I'm like, who is this cat? Yeah, you know, like, I just be chilling. Right. <laughs> I'm like, who is this dude? And so then, you know, um, when he introduced you, just the way you walked up there was like, it was empowered, you know what I mean? Like, that spoke through. Yeah, you know, and uh, I attributed to, uh, I attribute everything to my upcoming of blackness, but, um, you know, going through it like that, uh, you know, like, you know, your history and, like, what your worth is and then coming to it. And so being able to walk in that light every day, like, consciously, like, uh, I think that's what it really is, is just knowing, like, you know, I am who I am and, mm. uh I'm perfectly, imperfectly, you know, what I'm supposed to be. Right. And me walking in the light that I'm walking in, uh, it's either going to shine or it's not. And yeah, so, you yeah. know, you're going to get it how it come. And uh, when you walk like that, you know, can't nobody really tell you nothing. Right. You know, already yeah. know what's going on. Yeah. And so uh, you just hold that aura in you. And, you know, I think it shine out sometimes. Yeah. And then yeah. when your voice, when you start, you know, <laughs> your voice is like, oh, okay, we got to listen to yeah, this. Yeah. Uh, everywhere I go, once I start talking, the people start to listen. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it definitely captures the room. But um, we got a dope show for you guys this evening. But uh, we're going to take our first break. So we'll be right back with Set Diversifier. So y'all stay tuned. Yeah, yeah. Reassess how I played This faith walk in the game Lay it all down for the gang, yeah Grateful for community Cause I've been struggling with me I've been struggling with me I've been struggling with me, Hey, I done had a few bad days, yeah Had to reassess how I played This faith walk in the game, yeah Lay it all down for the, uh, uh Grateful for community Cause I've been struggling with me I've been struggling with me I've 
I've been struggling with me, ayy I've been too focused on the wrong things Just wanna shine like a light beam Been trying to grind cause I won't cheese It's a trap, now I came from my wedding ring Wait, hold up, I just wanna do my own thing Slow, I just wanna fly like a plane Go, I'ma lose my life trying to gain It's only God's grace that he put these responsibilities All on my back, words I say I must account for that Said I do, I cannot take that back Gotta preach the gospel, better be living that Cause persistent pain is peaking from my past Fake and phony feelings falling fast Save me someone, I'ma slip insane I'm anxious, angry, I'm so glad you asked Cause I'm, um, I done had a few bad days had to reassess how I play This faith walk in a game Lay it all down for the game yeah. Grateful for community Cause I've been struggling with me I've been struggling with me I've been struggling with me hey. I done had a few bad days yeah. Had to reassess how I play This faith walk in a game yeah. Lay it all down for the uh, uh. Grateful for community Cause I've been struggling with me I've been struggling with me yeah. If it wasn't for my sisters That I talk to every day Just call me out on my sin on the phone She been struggling too But leaning on that truth Told me I ain't gotta go through this alone Seeking the word for my strength And the Lord is the only way I win Gotta get up in my zone Cause I done had a few bad days Had to reassess how I play This faith walk in a game Lay it all down for the game yeah. Grateful for community Cause I've been struggling with me I've been struggling with me I've been struggling with me hey. I done had a few bad days yeah. Had to reassess how I play This faith walk in a game yeah. Lay it all down for the Grateful for community, cause I've been struggling with me. I've been struggling with me. I've been struggling with me. Oh yeah, oh yeah. You are tuned in to Touch the World Radio Show, the Out of the Box Podcast Edition. We are joined in studio with our special guest, Set the Versifier. What up, what up? All right, so Set, let's talk about your journey uh, writing poetry. When did yeah, that begin? Yeah. Uh, you know, I've probably been uh, doing poetry since my past life. Um, mm. You know, uh, it's just always been something that's uh, been a part of me. And so, first time I remember probably performing the poem, probably like third grade. Um for like a little talent show they was doing at the school it wasn't nothing special and then the uh, next thing i remember probably was like eighth grade and uh that one wasn't nothing special neither but uh, <laughs> everybody they liked that one it was, they thought it was funny because you know i upset i was upset and uh didn't write it the way i was supposed to you know so everybody thought it was a joke so some of the homies they still remember right now uh <laughs> we went to a mic the other day and one of them got up there acting stupid and said it and, you know <laughs> um and then after that, you know, it just be uh, like that's when the journey really began after that because, uh, you know, high school, they, they got a lot of different clubs and stuff. Mm. Uh, poetry was one of them. 
And so uh, one of my homegirls, she started the club. And so since she started it and I knew I did it, I was like, all right, I'll participate. And so uh, high school, I was involved with poetry, um, with the conscious writing and performing of poetry. Mm. Uh, and then when I got to college, um, I went to the open mics, you know, just to sit there. And, uh, you know, sometimes when um, you hear something like uh, it triggered you to speak. Mm. And so uh, I probably went up there once or twice. And then the people who... Uh, curated that space they uh they had an open mic not not open mic uh they had a slam team mm. at the school mm. and so i joined the slam team um and then that got you traveling saying poem and so again consciously writing but writing for the purpose of like uh you know to be scaled on a, a point scale mm. for competition and so um we did that in uh, UNLV. We went to Fresno. Uh, we went to the national competition in New York. Mm. Um, and then after that, I probably stopped doing poetry for a while. Uh, and then now that I'm doing it now, I've probably been uh, back for like, you know, two years. Mm. I think I was telling you earlier. And so, mm. um, yeah, that, that's been my, my journey with poetry. But even now, um, you know, uh, when I was doing it for the competition's sake, uh, I think that was as serious as I was taking it, um, you know, in the stage that I'm in now, I just be talking to the people. Okay. Yeah, and so, um, you know, ain't nobody scoring me no more, and so, you know, it's more of a free write, you know, you do your thing, and then um, whoever is receptive to it, they receive it, and then whoever is not, uh, you know, I'll talk to you next time. Yeah, got you. Okay, so you began performing, like, in the third grade then? Yeah, let's say that uh, we 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 could say maybe prior to that, but that's mm-hmm. the first time that you know we got a uh, an event in history that we could recall. Yeah, got you. Okay, yeah, I so. had I was doing it, and so I didn't just up and get up and be like, oh yeah, I'm about to do a poem. Like that was already something that like I had thought that I was good at enough to be like, oh they doing this. Like I'm gonna insert myself with a poem. And got so, you. I, I don't know when it started, but that's the first time it was like, all right, like, mm. I'm going to do it. Okay. Yeah. And when did you get to that point where it was like, I'm talking from a point of blackness? Uh, Man, you know, uh, I think I've always been talking from a point of blackness. Uh, I think in the beginning it was just uh, from the perspective of somebody who growing up, you know, the way that they growing up as a perspective of blackness and then it transitioned into uh from a perspective of the culture of blackness mm. um but i think since the beginning uh i've been talking about blackness it ain't it ain't never changed and uh i don't plan on doing too many things outside of blackness and so uh yeah that's why my name you know uh, everything i do uh i try to root it in blackness right um and not necessarily that i even try to it's just uh that'd be the life i'm living mm-hmm. and so it'd be hard for me to do anything else really Okay. Yeah, sometimes, uh, you know, I'll be doing projects with people and they want you to write something. And I got to sit there and think, like, man, what I'm about to write. And I got to, like, really, like, maybe sit there and just breathe and be like, let me recenter myself in blackness and then something will come mm, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So sometimes, you know, it work like that. You got to just go back to the basics. But, you know, that that's the basics for me. Okay. When did you find your voice? Um. Was it after puberty? Man, you know, uh. I don't know. Uh, it definitely was after puberty. Uh, <laughs> yeah, nah. Um, prior to puberty, nobody was stopping listening to my voice. Um, <laughs> that might have been uh, more recent. Um, okay. You know, when I was doing it, and it's tough to say because my whole life they've been listening to me. Okay. They'll stop and listen. Mm. And then, uh, you know, but the older I got, 
I, I didn't slow down. I don't say it as fast. Uh, mm. I don't say it as aggressive. You know, uh, you were angry at a lesson. You just be screaming at the people. Yeah. And so. Uh, <laughs> That's how it started. Yeah, you know, uh, <laughs> it, it, it kind of got more of me talking. Mm. And so, like, uh, the, the tone changed, you know, okay. going from, like, angry, you know, uh, talking to the people or, like, to just talking to them. Yeah, and so um, when the voice changed, you know they listened before, but now they listening too. Yeah, and, but they listening in a different way now because now they're telling you like, oh yeah, like there's something about your voice. Before they were like, you know, it's something about you. Yeah, and you can't really place it. Um, but now they be like, yeah, something about your voice. This is something to say about the the uh, stages you go yeah. through, like as a black person realizing your reality. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. You go from like hold up, this ain't, this don't make sense to, hold up, that's BS, yeah. to, all right, so this is how everything went down, and this is why we need to do so-and-so and so-and-so. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because I feel like I'm in that space where I can explain, but before it was like, so y'all don't see this? Like, y'all y'all for real? Yeah, nah, uh, since the beginning, uh, they told me that they lying to us, and they said the perception of whatever you living in is what you make it. Mm. And after I learned them two things and really started to live and embody it, I knew, like, they out here lying to us. Mm-hmm. And whatever I want to do, uh, I could do it, you know. And mm. uh, I think that those are important things to live by, you know. Uh, I think that a lot of people, like, they go through, like, their little self-care, self-love journeys, uh, you know, where they learn to love on themselves. And I think that those things are important because uh, it teaches you who you are. And then, like, once you figure out who you are, like, you walk in that light. But we just take too long as the people to find out, like, what light we're going to walk in. And so uh, I realized that mine was talking to the people because I had been doing it for so long. And now they're telling me, like, oh, yeah, like, you know, we like what you're saying. And so I'm realizing, like, okay, like, me just doing this naturally, it got to be what I'm here for. And so... uh, I think that people, they just need to figure out what they're here to do naturally. And then, uh, you know, walking in that light, yeah. you know, you'll figure out where you fit. And then once you circulate that into the community, you know, the they're going to feel it so genuinely from you because that's what you place here to do that light. They're going to tell you, come back, we want you to do that again. Yeah. And so I think that's what it really be about. And that's what I really be trying to tell the people is that you could do anything, you know, you just got to feel it because they'll feel it too. Like, right, yeah. right. Okay. So, um, how did you know poetry was something that you wanted to pursue? I you know. Uh, I still don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't really say that I'm pursuing it. Okay. Uh, you know, uh, I'd just be talking to the people. <laughs> but, um, you know, as I'm talking to the people, uh, I do have things that I'm going to try to stop saying, uh, because I, I hurt myself the last two times. <laughs> um, I try to have things lined up that I want to do and since I want to do it I'm going to do it mm. but it'd be things like the book you know mm. two dudes came to me and said you know they want to do a book and it's like alright like you know it's about blackness and y'all feeling it how I feel it so we could do the book Yeah. Um, you know I got videos that I want to do mm-hmm. because I like some of the poems so much that I want to do videos and so now people are going to get to nice. see videos because I want to do videos or like yeah. I want to drop more poems and so the only way people going to see it is if I make videos for the poems. And so now I'm doing videos for poems that, you know, I just want people to see. Right, right. And so uh, it's not, you know, something that it's like, uh, I got to do this or I'm not going to be able to do poetry. It's more like I'm going to just go over here and do this because I want to do it. And it just happened to end up being something that's related to poetry because that's what I want to do. No. Yeah. All right. Okay, you guys, so we're going to take our second break. We'll be right back with Set the Versifier, so y'all stay tuned.
yeah. Way back, way back, you know. Back with a the level. They thought it was dead, we resurrected though, yeah. This little Odyssey been so exhausting, yeah. Everybody looking at a nigga like I lost it. Maximizing my gains to minimize all my losses. It's about that time to show y'all niggas who the boss is. Super underrated, but I'm really dope. Mm. Signed in still like an envelope. I've been climbing this mountain for a real long time. Nigga, I'm a Billy Goat. 31, I'm feeling fine. Two years ago, I was 29. Met a lot of scrutiny, got me in the mirror light. Nigga, when you press the line, life been passing me. Fake got tasking me. I don't really know if I really got the capacity. Scratch that nigga, doing my thing. I've been rapping shit to make it out of boss that team. Searching for the most hot spirit, need to clean. Rapping for a team, doing legendary things. I've been walking with some faith that I conquer any dream. Still, listen. I told y'all I was coming back then, but y'all didn't really listen. Nah, no, really listen. Nah, no, told y'all I was coming. Feel like I got it. Got it, got it, got it, got it. These days I got problems that feel bigger than bills inside of my wallet. Yeah. These days just feel like I'm sparring. Yeah, feel like a Spartan. Look at my obstacles, gotta go conquer. Like, what are my options? Yeah. Go, go work a job, go pay for the bag. What does it cost to stay in the bag? When I was made in the bag, I gotta embody it. Oh, dad bod, I just gotta embody it. Big bags and put all of the bodies in purpose. Blush every time that I walk I, in it. I got a lot of it. Mind thicker than Cardi is sickle mode. Every verse I'm just vibing in. The love that I live in is bottomless. I, I am the legend, I am the level. I am the foot that slides on the neck of the devil. Story is told, we never settle. Settle the score, I am the rebel. Yeah. I, I was coming back then, but y'all didn't really listen. No. In case you're just joining us, we're joining the studio with our special guest, Set the Versifier. Yeah, so girl. the man's going to open us up with another one of his poems. Y'all take a listen to this because you know it's going to be fire. I can manifest the material with just a little verbal alliteration. Pen, pedal, and paper presents perfect passionate presentations and Poetry. Look how beautiful it is when I create it. All through the concept of Midas, everything turns to gold. As soon as I lift it up to demonstrate it, then it shines like the gloss of my skin under the hot sun of the summer. For we are already born perfect, and all we have to know is we can create perfect, and our life will be full of manifested wonders. I say. All right, y'all. So this is the vibe that we own. So um, let me ask you this. Do you have any new poems in the works? Are you working on anything at the moment? Yeah, uh, I got some new poems. Um, right now I'm working on this project. Uh, I'm trying to stop saying, uh, my fault. <laughs> I'm working on this project with one of the women of our community. She um, came to me with the idea of doing a poem centered around uh, intimacy, I believe uh, the poem was about originally. Okay. And then uh, once we did the poem and 
shot the video for it. She saw that she liked it, and now we're doing a series on the love languages. Oh. And so we're going to do five poems. Uh, we're going to film them, and we're going to release them, and hopefully it'll be done before the end of this year. So, you know, maybe you guys can get them by January. Yeah. Uh, I'll be doing those uh, late night erotic poetry nights. And so uh, I got a, a, a new sex poem. Okay. You know, I'll be doing all those. Mm -hmm. mm, and then just uh, constantly throughout the day writing. Um, sometimes, you know, sometimes uh, you'll be doing something and it hits you like, mm. this may be something that sounds good. And so I write it down, jot it down, come back to it later. Yeah. Uh, and so, you know, constantly uh, just jotting stuff down. But consciously writing, I probably got like two or three new things that I'm either working on or just finished up or been finished not too long. Okay. Uh, can you tell us about your book, the book that you got right here? Yeah, uh, this is her. Heaven's Epitome Realized. It's an ode to black women. Uh, and so the book is me and um, two other dudes. We co-authored it. This is the three of us. Okay. Uh, we on this page. Um, and we all put 10 poems in there each. And it's basically just, uh, you know, our loves, our affections, our frustrations, um, anything that we feel towards the women in our community that we wanted to express. But, uh, you know, we, we doing it out of love. Nice. Um, and so we just wanted to highlight the women in our community because something that we all thought was important um, is that, you know, there's a divide in our community. Once you get to, you know, the different, you know, subsections of what's going on in the community, um, but particularly there's one between, you know, the men and the women. Mm. Um, the way that we communicate, the way that we function with each other, the way that we perceive uh, the other. Mm. Uh, and some of it, you know, it be rooted in like, um, things from like childhood or you know trauma mm -hmm, but uh mm -hmm. some things they just be stereotypical and you know yeah. people live off that and so uh you know we realized that with this gap uh, even the the people who are supposed to be like the voices of our community often don't reflect well the thoughts that we have mm -hmm. of the women of our community and so we just wanted to speak for ourselves and let the women of the community know that you know we're thinking of them and not in a promiscuous or a negative way, but we yeah. you know we genuinely be thinking about y'all, mm -hmm. and so uh, we wanted to share that. Okay. And so that's what the book is. Um, and, you know, we hope that everyone enjoys it when they take a look at it. You and know. where can they find it? Uh, it's on Amazon. Uh, if you go to Amazon and type in "Her Heaven's Epitome Realized," it should pop up. Mm -hmm. um, the cover is this black lady with the stars in her hair, mm -hmm. and. Uh, if you run across me, um, I got them. I got copies, physical copies. They ten dollars if you get them from me. Amazon, they may be somewhere between ten and fifteen. They listed at fifteen, but you know Amazon, mm -hmm. they give you deals every now and then. And so okay, um, either me or Amazon. Got you. Okay. Um, what's the mission behind your poetry? Uh, the mission behind the poetry is uh, to spread blackness, uh, spread the culture, um, spread love. Um, allow people to listen to something that triggers them to be more self-aware, uh, more self-conscious of who they are, um, what they should be doing, um, how they should interact with themselves, uh, for them to know that, you know, in a world full of judgment, the judgment don't really matter, um, you know, and so you got to put your blinders on because they'll sway you from doing what you meant to do, you know, because it'll make you feel comfortable in the eyes of judgment. 
Um, and so to, you know, just be authentically yourself in whatever, you know, shape that takes. Yeah. Um, it don't matter, you know, what it is, but to do that. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's the overall message. Okay. Yeah. Have you run into any adversity on this journey? Uh, no, I haven't really had any adversity because I don't have any, uh, any goals or any strict uh you know intentions mm. uh and so there's nothing that i've been disappointed about i done went to like places and people didn't told me to uh, sign up and i signed up and you know i've been doing this for a while and uh know the poems i'm gonna say you know and uh, they ain't never heard me before and then mm. you know they'll be like we got you you on the list and then they overlook you and you never go you know so that mm. type of stuff okay uh but you know i i, I think that that's a uh, part of being at open mics yeah um you know sometimes you don't get called and uh, you got to take that, but, you know, still do your thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think outside of that, you know, could nothing else uh, be seen as adversity because, you know, I'll talk to two people. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I'll talk to ten. Yeah. Uh, I didn't probably been in the room the most is probably, you know, 1,500. And so, you know, it don't really matter because mm-hmm. I'm just talking to them. Yeah, got you. Okay, so uh, what's the most important lesson you feel like you've learned on the journey? Um, I don't know. Uh, I don't know if I've learned an important lesson on the journey. Uh, I think all of my important lessons were learned uh, prior to the journey, and that's what put me on it. So that that way, I knew to tell y'all. Um, but maybe the more that I go, I'll be learning more. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think it's just about the connectivity of the people, learning how to go into a room of people from all different stations of life and talking to them about what you want to talk to them about and they all feeling it mm. um and so that's something that i've learned is you know how to speak first get everyone uh, my intro quiet yeah. and then tell them what i want to tell them and the way that i'm telling it to them uh you know i didn't been around people enough to know like how people gonna be receptive to hearing certain things and so i tell it to them like that and then uh you know then processing it I didn't figure out how to say stuff in a way where people can process it in a way where, you know, they might miss the next line, but while they're processing what they're processing, they're really, like, you know, touching because they sit there and they're thinking, like, damn, like, you know, this really triggered this in me. Um, and so just the communication of, you know, our people. Mm. And so I think that's something that I learned. Is I know how to talk to people. Okay. I can get them to understand something that I'm trying to get them to understand, even if I got to, like, struggle to find the words. Like, you're going to understand. Like, you know, I'll paint a picture for you. Yeah. Okay. Like, but I, I can't really paint, so, you know, not physically. <laughs> All right. So uh, what I want you to do is take us out before we go on our next break. Take us with one more poem. All right. Uh, this one uh, is new, and then, um, you know, I'll just be writing stuff just, you know, to have fun with writing. And so uh, they brought us to the altar, told us, look out into the abyss and, you might as well pray to the Almighty Father. Ask for forgiveness from sorrow and rejoice that you don't have the pain of living through tomorrow. You're a martyr. The people's champion, Dwayne the Rock, Michael Carter, and this be the funeral. Mahogany casket sent to the sky. It's said to be beautiful, a musical. Singing songs in your honor is the least the people will do for you. Bearing books hold the tales filled with legends of the people who made it this far through life's crucibles. You wanted a few of them. Ten toes down, you stay true to them. Tombstone reads. Immaculate, but died all the same. And in the end... I should have lived life thinking more about me. I say. 
All right, y'all. So we're going to take our final break. We'll be right back with Set the Versifier. So y'all sit tight. You are tuned in to Touch the World Radio Show, Season 2, Episode 2 of the, the Out of the Box Podcast. We are joined in studio with Set the Versifier. So y'all just heard of like three pieces from him. So y'all hear his voice. Y'all hear what he got going on. This dude is powerful. So y'all check out his book called Her. Yeah, Heaven. Heaven. me realize. There we go. Ode to Black Women. Yeah. It's on Amazon. Check it out. All right. So uh, before we get into some more poetry um what advice would you have for aspiring uh poetry artists spoken word artists um i think for someone aspiring to be a poet uh i would advise to you and you know this would be advice just generally to a poet not someone who uh you know is necessarily uh pushing the same message that i'm pushing or uh, you know any type of particular uh thing but you know just someone who's interested in poetry uh it would be to think about like what you're trying to do and like uh you know define like what that is and then to do it mm-hmm. uh because like so for an example um Say if someone wanted to be like a spoken word artist, like a poet, uh, 
Mm. Uh, and so to do that type of poetry, um, spoken word, you know, you got to perform in front of a people. And so, you know, you'd be classified as a performer. Mm -hmm. And so, like, uh, what type of performance are you doing? You know, it would be poetry. And so, like, how you going to convey this performance of, like, poetry to these people mm -hmm. so that they can understand what you're saying, but, you know, still get the feel of the spoken word. And so uh, breaking it down to, like, the minuscule detail of that so you know, like, for certainty, like, this is what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. And I think when you know that, then you could do whatever you want because you've already defined like what you're doing mm. and so it don't really matter what come after you know like i'm gonna be doing this right, right you right. know it, it give you direction to go in mm -hmm. um and so after that you know once you know your direction your journey is limitless you can you know travel forever down that road right okay all right so um we got what about 15 10 minutes all right so the floor is yours all right 10 minutes yep all right, for sure. Uh, these tales be a little bit different. They're mixtures of melanation and righteousness, some immaculate shit that you couldn't find in any ordinary kitchen, and Lord is my witness. You can't no one else whip it this consistent. They not bold enough to travel the adequate distance. They be missing. I hit it from all sides in my mess around and give you an impromptu revision so y'all keep listening. Addicted to this sickness, this prism of blackness, this active fraternal and everlasting. Every drop is an instant classic and y'all can't tell whether I'm talking about me or the blackness. And that's our magic. Y'all don't be afraid of black magic. I say, um, everywhere I go, you know, uh, I try to tell the people uh, something about blackness. And so, um, you know, there's always these... Uh, false perceptions or false narratives of uh, something that's black and uh, what aura it holds. And so um, I wrote that piece because, you know, black magic, uh, you know, people always think of it as a negative voodoo, mm -hmm. uh, witchcraft. Oh, yeah. uh, and so, um, you know, to consciously place black magic in your head of a different narrative of something uh, benevolent, um, you know, you just think about it differently. Yeah. And so to give you a different perspective. And so I try to do that with the poetry. That's real. Mm. You know, the color black, defined by one of its many definitions, is described as the darkest color. It's the result of the absence or the complete absorption of visible light, like you wasn't made to feed off of its energy. You know, like we not the chosen people of Mother Nation. Like the sun, not our vessel of strength, like Superman when the kryptonite got him lost in days, then out of space, it's... Described as related to black people. Like Alkibulon, not the home of origin for the entire human race. It's crazy how America done erased world history and now our people think like this. We've developed ourselves in caves. Got us thinking our story starts as slaves, like that of the valley of the shadow of death be a part of our souls. Its history courses through our veins. Our time before that so drenched in riches. Mansa Musa about the only depiction I'd bust down on a gold rope link chain. It's defined as very evil or wicked. But like my black can't be beautiful too. Like, if my hoodie matched my complexion, don't ask me no questions, I'm already guilty, just shoot. One definition reads, deeply stained of dirt. 
Like Grandmother Willow's roots ain't been feeding me the songs of the wind Since my conception, this connection predates my birth It's a part of our heritage and culture to be tapped into with the earth Let me pour out some for the dead, homies, to nurture their spirit And spread their ore into the universe That shit black-like, that shit dope-like I done broke down a couple of grams of some of that black girl magic and smoked it Till it put a twitch in my soul, that shit bold Blacker than the darkest cup of coffee, her berries juicy Sweet like a warm, tender soul Black like the panther party, I be the knock your ass out cold black as the pit be from pole to pole black as the fuck you know, black like lift every voice and sing black like power that's the movement that made us say fuck what the definition reads my black strong my black beautiful my black is a beacon of light Yo, my black is poetry shit y'all can just call me brother to the night black like i'm the blues in your left eye trying to become the funk in your right black like stevie wonder this shit is way out of sight black like jj from good times my shit is dynamite Yo, black like the rose that grew from concrete when nobody else cared like we done poured life into this watered-down definition and blossomed into a badge of honor we wear like the naps in the curls in the kitchen of my head. Black like this vibranium pipe from Wakanda that I done just laid down on you in my bed. Yo, black is the bar we set. Yo, black is a gorgeous symphony orchestrated from the strings of God's harp and you better not never forget it. Black be whatever we make it. Yo, I reckon I started to write me a dictionary the other day and a synonym for the word black was greatness. Described us as the most hated. Wish they could be like us, but some shit just too authentic to be fucking replicated. Listed it as a verb because it don't define me as a person, but you gotta play out the part of how you want your story to be commemorated and I want y'all to remember me in blackness. Tell them how this God of darkness spoken to his people a self-loving type of action. Tell them how we relived our depiction of black until we kicked our feet up and laid our head back and read the definition and satisfaction and thought. God damn, I'm black. Ashe. Uh, I end all my poems with a Ashe. Ashe is an affirmation of the people. It's like a... You know, it is because it was and forever will be, you okay. know, uh, like so be it. And so uh, I say, I say hoping that, you know, the people receive it in the manner that uh, it was gifted to give them because, you know, it is what it is. And, right. you know, you should understand it to be that way, which is um, more beautiful than your, you know, negative insertion of those thoughts. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so I try to get them to, you know, hear me a little bit with the Ashe. Uh, I'm going to tell you all one out the book because I think uh, this I only got time for one more, right? Five minutes? All right, yeah, okay. And so uh, this one is called uh, The Greatest Love Story Never Told. Yo, I told myself I wasn't going to do this no more. Not going to lie and say that I never felt like this before because yo, I didn't live long enough to feel like this many times and more, but... Something about this feel different. Got my heart flooding off beat, some shit feel tricky. Using my hands, trying to piece together the dots, trying to figure out shit what's good with me. Yo, too many times I drop poems and lines that caresses a woman's mind, but don't stand the test of time. Just me auctioning off my heart for less than a dime. Just a quick dope-ass rhyme for another female who's divine, and then I find myself back here. Yo, in the studio just... Me and the mic shit, looking at y'all, asking myself if this movie really what my life is like. A feature film movie with a small low cast and a whole lot of bloopers shit, I'm a trooper. But if I could set the scene with the first couple of words that come to my mind, like we sitting in your homegirl's house around a round of twisted dime, scene one.
of set stage. It's embarking upon the nighttime. Just me and you. I'm holding your hand. We listening to slow jams and we sipping on some white wine. I'm staring into your eyes. I see the orange and blue skies with a couple of gray lines. And as the sun starts to set and those clouds start to clear, I see the constellations brightly shining and a full moon is right behind them. And after time fades, it's becoming a new day. And we see the sun's red sky and I look at it as it kisses your skin from your neck to your thigh. And I just wish that I had the heart to say what was on my mind. Like my chest beat my vocal cords until I bleed the right line. But I just stare at you rather than telling you you're beautiful. And don't act like this is new to you because I told you I've been a fan since you first popped up out of the sand. When I first glanced at your face, I felt goofy like Max singing after today and you were Roxanne. I tripped and couldn't stand, tumbling down the stands, rolling over a group of trash cans. My face at the sand, I fell for you like golden brown leaves in the climax of autumn days. I'm dazed when I first saw the light of your golden brown melanin wrapped up. I settled in the intoxication of sheets. The toxins seeped into my pores. It was like you were 100 proof and my livers were new to this. I couldn't even be around you without getting love drunk. I was drunk off you. It was swaying. It was side to side. Starting to see your freckles look like constellations in the sky. I'm looking like Harriet Tubman in 1855. Naturally, they got me to you, but I don't got a burning passion for freedom. Nah, it's just my heart catching fire. It's more like Bob Marley writing music after he wakes up and gets high to the sunrise with the warm orange sky. Kind of like your skin's accent from your neck to your thigh. And zoom the camera out and pan to the side. Cut. Yeah, I'm going to call that first scene legendary music in the sky. You see, I feel like I could never dream too high now. Let's see what the next scene gonna be like, action. Scene two, the setting is in constant motion. I'm really getting to know you. We back to reality. I'm choking on gravity. It seems to have me locked in this particular stance that I can't fathom. It's a bittersweet hell locked up like Lazarus. This labyrinth of my dreams where you haunt me, you tease me. You've placed me in a small cage and I can't leave it. Gnawing at the gates, I'm like a taller teething. I'm trying to taste freedom. My heart is palpitating like my chest. Two fifteens in the back of a Chevy. The whole block here is beating. Jaw locked, tongue twisted. I can't really speak. I feel like my tongue is bench pressing soliloquies. I'm feeling claustrophobic. I can hardly breathe. It's hard to see and cut. Yo, scene two, I'ma call it friend zones with no perception of freedom, Ben. Trapped in my thoughts and lost in my dreams. But when you see it in life, you realize it ain't as easy as you dreamed it. Sometimes you got to give up and just be there when needed. So I'm done. I've conceded. But yo, my heart, it's still craving you like a needle to a fiend. So maybe the druggie will be the title of the third scene. Action. I'm addicted to your passion. Zoom in. Everything's spoken like a queen where even if she's wrong, you believe she's taking the right action. Now let's get an up and down pan in. Your sex appeal comes from you being an aggressive savage. Now fade into a flashback dream sequence. It's like you Princess Jasmine and I'm Aladdin. I recognize your godliness and I'm just trying to match it. Now fade out of the dream and zoom in the camera quick. I'm staring at your face hoping one day I'm whether you're grabbing it, pulling you close and biting your bottom lip. Kind of how you do but a bit more passionate. I imagine it to be immaculate but... You'll fade out into a voiceover of me saying, but that's all I could do is imagine it and cut. Yo, and here I am, once again, in this studio, just me and the mic shit, looking at y'all, asking myself if this movie really what my life is like. I appreciate y'all for being black with me. Yo, once again, my name is Seth Diversifier, and y'all can tap in with me on Instagram if you really want to get with me on the back end. It's a win-win because I'm trying to get my followers up, and y'all need to hear this blackness. Yeah, I'll yeah. Say. I say, y'all hear that? 
all right y'all so y'all just heard the sounds of set the versifier he is up and coming and he's killing it right now so y'all tap in with him you can find him on instagram you can find him on are you on any other platforms uh, instagram my main one but uh i'll be on youtube too and so y'all can check me out on youtube too all right all right, you guys, so we're going to wrap up the show this evening. Thank you all for tuning in to the show with our in-studio guest, Set Diversifier. We hope you enjoyed the show, but before we head out, please make sure to check out my website at jgotso.com. We have so much valuable content for you to check out. We also have merch for you to purchase as well that serves as a reminder that black money matters, so act like it. Be sure to get caught up on episodes 1 through 14 of season 1 and stay up to date on season 2 of the podcast. Head over to my YouTube page and subscribe to my YouTube channel at Soul. All right, you guys. So we'll be back in the studio October 10th. You never know who we're going to have in the studio next, so y'all be sure to tap in. Thank you for joining us. We are out. Trying to get your cake up, but you gotta wake up, pick your face up if you wanna get your stakes up. There's no such thing as fear, but fear is what's keeping you home. You came into this world alone, the same way you leave when you gone. I ain't here for you preaching to me, I got it. Quality, you can't teach it to me, I got it. More than just another feeling to me, I got it. I ain't asking you to get it with me, I got it. I got it, I got it, I got it. Oh, I got it, I got it. Quality, you can't teach it to me, I got it. I got it, I got it, I got it. Oh, I got it.
ain't asking you to get it with me, I got it. Fuck 'em all, got my dog, got my bro, bro. Want it all, I'm a